Welcome to the Daily Boogie. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Daily Boogie podcast. Thanks for joining us, thanks for sharing. If you do, if you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper, become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to get in touch, please do so on Twitter by following me at boogie bumper. Got a very interesting article today from a very unlikely source. This article comes from the Daily Beast. We are currently in a time when the abortion discussion is raging once again. And it's something that generates a lot of passion debate on both sides of the spectrum. And it's something that I, I've generally steered pretty clear from for a number of years. But what what I find interesting here is because of the accusations that, you know, Donald Trump and conservatives want to harm female rights, harm women's rights in their endeavor to protect life in the womb. And the 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 level of outrage that comes to the fore whenever this discussion is engaged in, well, I think we might be witnessing some people figuring out ways to get around things like Roe v. Wade and talk about things like legal precedents being set at state levels. So that's why I find this article interesting from the Daily Beast. Alabama judge allows Ryan Majors to sue clinic on behalf of aborted fetus. Ryan Majors says his girlfriend had an abortion against his wishes. And you can tell already, can't you, by by the subheading, um, the the rights of the father is something that a lot of people have been arguing for a long time aren't considered in 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 the entire abortion debate. Basically, once you know his donation is delivered to the female, uh, he has no say in the matter after that. If she decides to abort the child and he doesn't want her to, then it's too bad. If she decides to have the child and he doesn't want it, it's too bad. And of course, he'll then have to pay child support, whether he wants the kid or not. So... A lot of people have argued, well, it's, it's pretty much stacked one way. And there's a whole number of reasons for that. People have their own reasons. But has this particular guy opened the door for other people in other parts of the country? Remember, this is only at state level. To find another way, another way around protecting life in the womb. From the article, quote, an Alabama probate court is allowing a man to sue on behalf of an aborted fetus in what his lawyer claims is the first case of its kind in the country. Ryan Majors of Madison County, Alabama, says in court papers that his girlfriend, who was six weeks pregnant at the time, had a medical abortion against his wishes in February of 2017. This January, with the help of an anti-abortion group, Majors filed a petition to serve as the, quote, personal representative of the aborted fetus's estate. A month later, he sued the clinic that performed the abortion, the Alabama Women's Center for Reproductive Alternatives. (laughs) What is it about these people and the way they fucking name things, man? Reproductive alternatives. Well, an alternative to reproduction, fine. But see how these things are always dressed up in a certain kind of rosy language? I mean, the, the the very matter of calling an abortion an issue of reproductive rights 
has always annoyed me because it's not a reproductive right to abort. It's the right not to reproduce at a late at a later stage, post insertion of penis. It's the right to abort after a penis has you know delivered the goods, so to speak, rather than a reproductive right. Let's carry on. The Alabama Women's Center for Reproductive Alternatives in Huntsville, on behalf of himself and baby Roe, as the fetus is referred to in court documents. Obviously a throwback to Roe v. Wade. On Tuesday, Madison County Probate Judge Frank Barger granted Major's petition to represent the estate in a decision his attorney, Brett Helms, said broke new legal ground. This is the first estate that I'm aware of that has ever been opened for an aborted baby, Helms told ABC affiliate WAAY31. We are confident that this is a step in the right direction. The decision also drew outcry from abortion rights activists around the country, including NARAL President Isa Hoag, who called it a, quote, very scary case. An interesting quote here. This is the logical consequence of all anti-abortion activity, tweeted Erin Matson, founder of Reproaction. Quote, so remember, logical consequence of all anti-abortion activity is, according to Erin Matson, quote, fetuses are treated like people and women and people who can become pregnant are not. So it's... So if we we want to talk about logic, but we want to talk about people who aren't women being able to become pregnant. There's your first red flag. There's the first sign that you may be dealing with someone who doesn't perhaps pay and this doesn't pay as much respect to you know logical consequence as they claim. I, I want to protect the people who can get pregnant and the women who can get pregnant. <laughs> we do live in strange new times. The case comes on the heels of a state constitutional amendment, this is the article, passed in November, which made it Alabama state policy to, quote, ensure the protection of the rights of the unborn child and, quote, recognize and support the sanctity of unborn life and the rights of unborn children, including the right to life. I'm going to play just a short clip of President Donald Trump's recent State of the Union, his delayed State of the Union address. Let me see what you think of it. There could be no greater contrast to the beautiful image of a mother holding her infant child than the chilling displays our nation saw in recent days. Lawmakers in New York cheered with delight upon the passage of legislation that would allow a baby to be ripped from the mother's womb moments from birth. These are living, feeling, beautiful babies who will never get the chance to share their love and their dreams with the world. And then we had the case of the governor of Virginia, where he stated he would execute a baby after birth to defend the dignity of every person I am asking Congress to pass legislation to prohibit the late-term abortion of children who can feel pain in a mother's womb. The key part of that is the very last sentence that the president said there, that can feel pain in the mother's womb. 
Because by pointing out this scientific reality, it throws a spanner in the works of people who would argue that a baby is not a human being until it basically pops its head out and says hello. Because being able to feel pain is a sign that something is alive. And if something is alive and you end its, its growth process, well, then you are killing it. The argument about whether when a baby is a baby or if it's just something else, I don't think it has to be an entirely religious one. My view, I've said this before on the show, my view on this changed when I started growing my own vegetables, believe it or not. And I came to the realization that a vegetable is a vegetable. Once the seed goes into the dirt and you cover it, because from the seed it germinates, it then turns into a seedling, which then turns into a small plant, which then turns into a big plant, which then produces fruit. But it's all part of the life cycle. Because if that seed is not planted, it cannot bear fruit. If that seed is not placed in the dirt and covered over and watered, then it doesn't grow. And if I put my hand in the dirt and pull out that seed, I am ending the life cycle. I am ending the process of new life taking place. I am ending life. Plato, the old philosopher, used to talk about the theory of the forms in that we when we think of something like an apple, we think of a perfectly ripe apple ready to eat because that's the form we have in our mind. But we don't think of, you know, a rotten apple core. We don't think of a small, unripened apple. We don't think of a seedling of an apple tree. We don't think of an apple tree. We don't think of an apple tree seed, yet they are all stages on the development of what is an apple. They are all an apple at different times. So if a baby can feel pain in the womb, why does it not have the same rights as human beings who can feel pain outside of it? Let's go back to the article here. That's why I thought that that particular part of that speech was very clever from Donald Trump because it changes the abortion debate completely. It turns it around 100 degrees, 180 degrees on its head. And you can see if you check the show notes and click on the link with that video, you can see the look on Nancy Pelosi's face. She knew what he just did then. She knew what a difficult fight the abortion fight was going to be, arguably from some people, finally, after many, many years of it going one way. Back to the article here. This will remind you, for those who watch uh, Trust and Verify and those who follow my co-host on that show, James R., this is a point he made directly after that speech. And as soon as I read this line, I thought immediately of him and I sent him the article. Quote, experts say the amendment known as Amendment 2 set up state lawmakers to pass, quote, a federal, a fetal personhood statute stating that life begins at conception. And that's something that we extracted from 
that part of Donald Trump's State of the Union address, and this is something my co-host has been saying for some time, life begins at conception, prove that it doesn't. People tend to get dragged down into the mire of, well, should it be eight weeks? Should it be 12 weeks? Should it be 16 weeks? And so on and so on and so on. But at the moment of conception, at the moment where you plant the seed and cover it with dirt, the life process begins. Because without conception, there can be no, there can be no baby. This is very, very simple, logical stuff. This is more logical than trying to protect the rights of people who are not women who can become pregnant or not, right? Without that moment of conception, there can be no life. Therefore, life begins at the moment of conception. For those who want to argue otherwise, they now have to, if this court case goes through, prove that it doesn't. They're going to have to somehow prove that an entity, a thing, to use their vernacular, that can feel pain does not constitute a living being. One of the chief advocates for Amendment 2, Personhood Alabama, helped file a major's lawsuit. It celebrated the filing in a blog post at the time, calling it, quote, a timely reminder that every single abortion committed is a chilling assault on a precious and innocent human life. Reproductive rights advocates in the state say they have been watching the case since it was filed, assuming it was an attempt by abortion foes, using comic book language, to see how far they could push the new amendment. When this first came out, myself and the rest of the folks who do work on abortion rights in the state kind of laughed because it was so ridiculous on many levels, said Amanda Reyes. Well, I bet they're not laughing now. She goes on to say, but today's ruling by the probate judge is just completely shocking. Yes, I bet it's horrifying to finally have somebody push back. To finally have someone say, life begins at conception, prove it doesn't. I imagine it's very confronting for the abortion industry. People whose livelihoods depend on prematurely ending the life cycle for a human being. But Lucinda Finley, a professor, of, a professor at the University of Buffalo School of Law, said reproductive rights groups, there's that word again, didn't have much to be worried about. She said the US Supreme Court has already struck down laws requir- requiring women to obtain permission from their parents for abortions and that the ma- major suing on behalf of the fetus wouldn't change that. Well, we'll see. He may deeply, emotionally, fervently wish that his girlfriend had accepted his pleas to not have an abortion, but she didn't, Finley said. And the US constitutional law says it's her decision, not his. But as a friend, Karen, pointed out to me earlier today, the US Constitution also protects the right to life. You have a right to live, a right to be alive. My favourite part about this is that this is actually printed by the Daily Beast as a scare piece. 
Remember the NRL president calling it a very scary case. This is something for the more progressive amongst us to be frightened of, apparently, whilst at the same time telling you not to worry at all. There's more than one way to skin a cat. And are we on the verge of finding another way for people in the United States to protect unborn life in the womb? Only time will tell. Thanks for listening, guys. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to get in touch, please do so via Twitter at boogie bumper. Till next time, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. We'll see you soon. Oh, and just a, just a very quick announcement. Uh, stream.me for those who are watching the show, the, the weekly free for all on Thursday nights on stream.me. Something has happened to the site. They've taken the site down. It no longer exists. So starting up on Thursday, uh, the stream. Uh, pardon me. The free for all will be broadcast on Periscope. You can follow at Boogie Bumper, but also on YouTube. So just go to the URL. <coughs> pardon me. YouTube forward slash C forward slash Boogie Bumper. Thursday night at eleven o'clock, and you can catch the show there. So till then, see you next time. Bye-bye.